how you establish um, the rapport and relationship with your children? For me, when I interact with my children, it's more like um, friends interacting with each other. Uh, we talk about different things, different ideas, hashtag unfiltered. Um, even though this may sound impossible, but we, we have a very open conversation about, about things. How do you maintain that spark in your relationship? Okay, it's very simple. It's just acknowledging that he's the smarter one. A strong and independent woman is something to behold. She pays her own bills, buys her own things, and she doesn't let a man affect her stability or self-confidence. She is a soul-rich woman. Are you ready to be rich doing what you love? Be on purpose and in control of your life again. At For Women Who Love the F Word podcast, we will be openly talking about getting more clients online, getting recognition as the leader and female entrepreneur, and also the F Word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. It's time to own and love the F Word. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today we have Dr. Yong Shin Ning with us. She has 20 years of management consulting experience, predominantly in the field of business transformation, business process re-engineering, change management, and learning and performance support. She has worked with clients from across both public and private sector in the defense, industrial relations, consumer goods, telecommunications, and airline industries. She is currently the co-founder and director of Change Voyage Consulting, a boutique consulting firm which provides tailored solutions in the areas of organisational and individual change. She is also an adjunct faculty at the Lee Kong Chien School of Business in the Singapore Management University. She has obtained a PhD from SMU, her dissertation topic centres around how part-time employees manage non-work time to reduce the tendency to work overtime. Dr. Yong, otherwise known dearly to us as Xin Ning, okay, you will hear me addressing her as Xin Ning because she's my coaching client to help her how to go from offline to online. I love her so much. Great knowledge and she has so much to share. So I hope you enjoy this episode. My name is Janisha Alora, and today on the show, we have a really special guest with us. She is this super special person that loves to change, change people, change organization. And she always say that she's the glue. Ah, I wonder what glue is that? The woohoo glue or the what glue? So we're going to find out exactly what exactly she do today. Hello, Shining. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Janisha. Thanks for having me on. So what glue is it? Ah? <laughs> I always have difficulty trying to explain what I do to other people. So I realised that using the glue analogy, um, not woohoo glue, uh, is something that resonates with people. So imagine your organisation is going through a change. Okay, so it may be new system, new performance appraisal system, merger acquisition, etc. But at first, people are all thinking about the change in different ways. The senior management, the end users, even the people who come in to do the project. They are all in a space of themselves. So what our company does is that we go in and we try to glue them all together. For what? So that they can move towards 
the goal in a concerted manner, they can move together. But I also don't want to be the glue for too long. Okay? What I want to do is that I hope that one day they will be able to produce their own glue and they will then glue themselves together to move towards the goal that they want to do. So essentially, that's what uh, I do for a living. And that would mean change management, right? Exactly. Yeah, so something that you help a, a team of people, a group of individuals to come together and be able to, why I say, kind of find the right jigsaw puzzle um, pieces, whether you're a round or a square, but you try to fit everybody together. So eventually, the full jigsaw puzzle image is being formed. Exactly. Yeah, so I think that's very interesting. So when, when I look at your profile, you know, you, you're a mother, you know, you, you are academic, you're a researcher, you do so many things, plus you're a female entrepreneur. How do you juggle and manage your time? So one thing at a time. Firstly, secondly, telling myself it's possible. So a lot of times we are constrained by our paradigm and constrained by what other people tell us that we can or cannot do. So if we want to just dissect and peel the onion and think about critically, how do I fit things in? How do I reorganize my time to make things possible? It can be done. And how exactly do you do that? Share two strategies. So there are two strategies in which I try to juggle between all the various pieces. Uh, the first strategy is better optimization of my time. So for me, a lot of times, I spend um, working either very early in the morning where there is no disruption and um, before I go to work and also during times where I'm waiting for my kids um, to come off their enrichment class. So uh, for the fact that I can finish my research, I must give credits to McDonald's because they've allowed me to sit there for a very long duration of time. Hey, the second strategy is to leverage on other people to collaborate with you to be able to juggle. So for example, when I did my dissertation, um, I had to be away from the office for a long period of time, um, sometimes for a whole week from Monday to Saturday. And I had to work closely with my clients and my um, team members to be able to continue the work even though I was not around. So it may seem impossible in the first place because that's something that's outside of our comfort zone. We're used to just being there all the time to deal with all problems that come. Uh, but if there is a will, there's a way and you will be able to overcome the difficulties if you just put your mind to it. I know that you teach in universities, right? And when you shared with me uh, when we were doing the coaching sessions, I'm really, I can feel the passion that goes on behind that. And you always tell me how you know, you're going to improve and help your learners to learn better. So I'm just very curious, like what really makes you tick that keeps that passion going? So for me, my passion is in creating knowledge as well as um, delivering knowledge to people. So the, the part that keeps me going is to understand how do I make something so simple that it is very, very easy for the students to consume. So the topic that I teach is around business model design and for students who haven't been outside into the real world and they need to deal with real clients is, is really a tall order. So it's almost like describing a colour that you have not seen before. So how do I simplify the complex? 
um, to make something that seems so insurmountable to be something that's really within the comfort zone of the students um, is a challenge that I pose to myself and that's what makes me tick. Okay, and you know, when we talk about all this female entrepreneurship thing, I mean, you didn't start like that. You were in the corporate world for many, many years, right? How many years was that? Um, probably close to 20. So share a little bit about that journey that you, you went on, the last part where you, know, you were thinking about whether to stay or to pursue the next level of the corporate world. Could you share with us you know, your progression and then your struggles and eventually your end decision? So I was about 40 years old um, when I hit a roadblock in my career. So at that point in time, it was just endless juggling with work and with my family. Uh, I have my two children who were very young then. And I remembered every time during the journey out uh, to work, I would always have this voice speaking in my head, I wish I could quit. And very quickly, there was another voice that came out in response to that voice, which says, why not? So the list was very long in the beginning, but um, as a very structured person, I tried to cross out the list one by one to clear the hurdles of, to justify or clear the hurdles in terms of why I should or should not quit. But after a while, I realized that I was holding myself hostage. Fear was holding me hostage because I was concerned about loss of financial comfort. I was fearful of the loss of um, professional stature because I was somebody and if I left, I would become nobody. So after quite a long struggle, I decided to set myself free. So what do I mean by setting yourself free? Uh, There is a a book, my favourite book, which is called Hostage at the Table, and it's written by an ex-police officer. Um, I believe his name is called George Coriser. So what he said is that in hostage situation, you need to understand the needs and wants of the hostage in order to satisfy and establish a bond between the hostage. So for me, the person who is taking hostage of myself is me. And therefore, I have to come to terms with the fear and also come to terms with how do I overcome the challenges. So eventually, I come to terms with that. And even on the day that I left, uh, I did not have a clear idea of what I wanted to do. But I had convinced myself enough that I wanted to take on the challenge and I was game to learn new things and and to live in some form of ambiguity. And therefore, you took the step forward to quit the job? So I took the step forward and the first thing that I did was um, to take on a PhD course. Mm, So it was not like you immediately you quit, immediately you started the company? Oh, no, no, no. So there was a period of ambiguity. I... I I liked um, knowledge creation and knowledge dissemination. So I thought doing a part-time PhD course would be something that um, would do me some good. I still remembered at the interview, so we had to go through an interview at the, um, uh, before we were selected for the PhD program. 
And I remembered the program director, Dr. Z, asked me, so Shining, can you tell me why do you want to be um, doing the PhD course? And I said, oh, I love to write, I love to create knowledge. Then he said, we're going to write a book, go and read a book. Why PhD course? So at the end of the day, I just said, oh, well, I'm vain. I want a doctor be- uh, in front of my name. Well, that is not too far-fetched from the truth because at that point in time, I did not have a very clear idea of what I wanted to do with my professional career and I was just taking things one step at a time. And with that mentality, I'm glad I took, um, I took that step because it has led me on to uh, think about how differently I wanted to deliver change management services for my clients and I was exposed to a network of people that I would have never been able to be exposed to. Um, entrepreneurs, um, CEOs, founder of companies who gave me very different insights from what I would have gotten if I uh, were to stay as an employee. And by doing your PhD, you mentioned about the network, right? So we always talk about you are the average of the six people that you hang out with the most and your network equals to your net worth. So how has that to a certain extent, even though you were, you know, you have now finally achieved your PhD, helped you with this network that helped you in the business that you're doing now? There are two ways that it has helped. Um, as I mentioned just now, the first way that it has helped me is that these people helped me to think about things very differently. So my favorite quote is from Dr. Dwayne Dyer. Um, if you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change, right? So because of the people that, that is in my new network, that uh, my classmates and, and um, my fellow course meets, the way that they think about problems are very different from how I would approach them. And this gives me inspiration to do things differently. Um, even going the way that uh, we go to market, for example. So I remembered uh, my course mates asking me, so Shining, so what do you sell? So what do you sell? I'm like, yeah, change management services. How else can you describe change management services? But after, despite my best effort to describe change management services to them for the last 30 minutes, they still came back to ask me, so what exactly do you sell? So that's when I realized that the way that I think about change management services and how people think about it as well as want to consume it is very different. So that's one. The second, the second um, thing that have, they have helped me in my business is of course um, connecting me to people who can give me the opportunity to serve them. So because their network is very vast and varied, this has also exposed me to a lot more opportunities in terms of my business. So how would you describe that to someone who is completely new to you and want to know more how you can help them? How do you get your entire team or entire organization to move towards a goal in a concerted and integrated fashion? Everybody thinking the same, everybody aligned to the vision, everybody geared up to reach to the goal. That is the goal and objective of change management. 
Very good. And I, I love that you, you're someone who was never, you know, never giving up, always keep learning and keep developing your mind. You have so many facets of you. You wear so many different hats. I'm just curious about your relationship with your children and how do you, when you say that, you know, you, you communicate with them and how, how do you do that part? So for me, I take a, a step back and talk about my own upbringing and how that affects how I impart um, my values to my children. As I was growing up, uh, my parents, being teachers themselves, are disciplinarians. Mm -hmm. um, so there was no concept of being friends with your children. It was very, very alien to them. And a lot of times I feel that I knew the facts, but I was not really um, independent in terms of how I made my own decisions. So as I grew up into an adult, I thought that because of the dynamic world environment and um, it's very important for our children to learn how to think for themselves um, because I may not be there all the time, my husband may not be there all the time and even at a very young age, they need to be there to stand up, think for themselves and have a point of view about things. Uh, so for me, when I interact with my children, it's more like um, friends interacting with each other. Uh, we talk about different things, different ideas, hashtag unfiltered, um, even though this may sound impossible, but we, we have a very open conversation about, about things. So that's how you establish um, the rapport and relationship with your children. How about your husband? How do you maintain that spark in your relationship? Okay, it's very simple. It's just acknowledging that he's the smarter one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I think for, for me and my husband, we are joined with a common passion for learning. So we always take a lot of joy in exchanging the new things that we learn. Um, granted, we may not always have the common interests, but we always enjoy sharing with each other what we have learned um, and we it's almost like um, pacing each other in a marathon so um, it's like relationship and marriage is is long term for us so to have a pacer is is very important um, and to me that is one of the key contributing factors of the spark being um, alive in our relationship i love that what do you think um, is a soul rich woman so when I first saw Soul Rich Woman, I thought it was a fantastic name. Because initially when we looked at the, at the label, it looks like it's about richness, it's about getting more money. But after looking at the collaterals, after going through the coaching and after talking with Janisha, I have a very, very different point of view. The, there is a soul and there's a rich. The rich is to enable you to have a soul. So what do I mean by that? So in, in business coaching and business mentoring, it's about accumulation of wealth. It's about thinking about how do you scale and grow and, and get more cash flow and get more money. But at the end of the day, what are we using that for? We are using that to find our soul and to do things that is meaningful to us and want, and can make a difference to other people. So I, I think that Soul Rich Woman, as, um, as an enterprise, actually enables women to do both, which I think is fantastic. Of the F word, 
you know, we talk about three F words. Which one is your favourite F word? Definitely freedom. Tell us more. So the reason why I started this company with Stacey, my co-founder, um, is precisely because of the F word, freedom. So freedom to be able to deliver what we consider the best service and the best value to our clients without the constraints of typically larger setups. And secondly, freedom and flexibility to decide where and how I want to use my time. Um, and that's very important to me at my stage of life now. Any parting or last advice that you will give to our women in the community who is just sitting on the fence, maybe deciding to see the next career progression or to maybe to jump over like what you did, either to go into a PhD or to even start their business. What would you share with them? So let me give you two words. Why not? So think about what is stopping you from taking the, the next step. Be truthful to yourself and answer the questions that comes from within. Ask yourself, why not? Are you being held hostage by fear? Are you being held hostage by the unknown? Because if you are, then you need to, you need to come to terms with that and move the first step forward. Okay, so good. And uh, last but not least, what is your favourite quote? My favourite quote is by Dr. Dane Dyer. Um, and it's, if you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at will change. Where can our audience reach you? Okay, you can reach me via our website, um, www.changevoyage.com or via LinkedIn, um, and it's Yong Xinning. All right, so... Thank you very much for your time today, Shining. Thank you, Janisha. Thank you for having me. Well, that's all for today on Soul Rich Woman TV for women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. This is Janisha Alora signing off. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so honoured that we are connected and I hope that I can continue to serve you as you build your dreams. And if you love this episode, and I hope that you did, rate it 5 stars. Give us that glowing review because it will help more women around the world finding the Soul Rich Woman podcast. Alone you are strong, together we are unstoppable. Now share this with every woman who needs it because this is how we are changing the world, one woman at a time. As always, get out of your comfort zone and go towards the dreams you've always wanted to achieve. For women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. My dear soul rich woman, sending you my love and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.